Hello, and welcome to the Night Fire, a Twilight podcast. I'm Liv, and I'm here because I need something to do to pass the time uh, in between uh, waiting for my craft supplies to arrive, because I ordered a lot of stuff to make an army of small cuddly moths, and not all of the stuff has arrived in them yet, so I, I need something to fill my time, otherwise I'm going to go insane thinking about my moths. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm Katie, and I'm here because I've had a busy day, and I just want to mm-hmm. get super hype and talk about Twilight. So I'm here. I'm going to mm-hmm. crack open a Coke for ASMR <gasps> reasons right into the mic and it'll sound horrible. <gasps> and it'll go right to our soundboard. And I'll just get hype. Are you ready? Unnamed so cola ready. time. Oh. oh. I also have an unnamed cola. Um, Excellent. Cola at the moment. So here, there we go. Time to sponsored. get hype. Not spawn. Not time spawn. to get hype. But if... If an unnamed cola company does want to sponsor yes. us, get in touch. Yeah, then b- by all means. <laughs> oh my god! Right. So this was chapter twenty-eight. Three conversations. Three conversations. Ooh, oh, I, I like you much more than three conversations have mm. in this chapter. There's a lot more like than it. three. <laughs> yeah, what, so many like, more conversations. What, what are the three? Right. Because... I have to assume it's Charlie, Renee, Alice. Oh, we went really different. <laughs> oh. I thought it was um, like Rene and then James and then God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah, Edward uh, Edward talks to God. We don't need, right, we it. will get into that much later. Mm-hmm. I don't know, right. Okay, I like this chapter. I like the information it gave me, but I do just hate Edward at this point. So anything that he said, so... Uh, also, I'm back on you know, board, baby. <laughs> any rude comments I say this chapter about Edward, I need you to imagine it, write, me writing them in my copy of Midnight Sun in a purple glitter gel pen. Oh, very cute. Love that. That is the vibes. Mine are, as always, episode. in a Google Doc, and my book is so pricelessly untouched. Uh, it's yeah. perfect. The two modes of lit student. <laughs> yeah, I'm a gremlin. I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. Should we do... Oh, wait, no favorite quote first yes what was your what favorite was your... quote oh, oh i will start <laughs> you can start After my favorite quote um <laughs> we'll probably get into this later but i would like to talk about it a little bit in the intro yes, please. is like at the early part of the chapter and it's edward thinking yeah. about renee and it said no one seemed to notice the mental broadcast yet everyone was compelled to help her somehow they were picking up on her need and unable to ignore it i listened mesmerized with the interplay of their mind and hers um Edward's discovered basic empathy for a struggling, grieving, <laughs> potential mother. Um, she's there looking for her daughter and he's like, oh, he's so compelled to help her. And it's like, well, she's looking for her daughter who's fallen yeah. through a window and is in a coma. Yeah, and um, she literally says those words. She says, my yeah. daughter, she had an accident. She's she's in a coma. Why would these nurses feel compelled to help her? Ew. <laughs> Why okay. is everyone trying to help her? She's so loud. <laughs> but you know what this really reminded me of? It's like, mm. okay, so if you've ever come across the hell site that is Reddit, mm. there's a community on there called Am I the Asshole? And mm-hmm. um, the morality on that site is so freaking odd. Like, it's basically like, as long as you're not legally obligated to do something and you don't do it, you're not an asshole. Um, hmm. So I think in this situation, Edward would be like, A-I-T-A for not helping a mum who really wanted to see her daughter and she was like screaming at everyone. And I'm going to be like, no, it's fine. You're not legally obligated to do that, yeah. You're not a doctor. <laughs> I just find it really odd because I understood 
what he was trying to say is that Esme's thoughts are so clear as compared to everyone else's, but it just ended up making him seem like he doesn't understand that people like helping people. Also, he was Liv, very, you said very... Esme, would you like to say that again? I, I, yeah, oh God, okay. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. You said okay, uh, Esme's thoughts are so clear that people want to help oh. her. Okay. But it's right. Yeah. <laughs> so Edward's like, oh, Renee's thoughts are so clear that people just want to help her but he's very quick to be like oh but it's not like jasper it's way worse than jasper actually <laughs> yeah it's just her thoughts it's not even emotions and then he goes on to multiple times throughout the chapter explain the emotions that come with these words because mm-hmm. surprise surprise guys tone matters <laughs> it's so funny it's just him discovering like a basic empathy <laughs> It just cracked me up because obviously, like, they they are a bit like devoid of human empathy, as we've seen. Yes. Um, but <laughs> I do have I a just, point of this. Edward is so concerned about Bella, and he's like, "Oh, of course! Like, we need to ring Charlie. Charlie will be so concerned." Yeah. And then Renny comes in, and he's like, "Why would anyone help her?" Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I like, don't uh, get it. I mean, well, clearly she's got to have some magic brain juju happening because otherwise, people just wouldn't help this poor woman who's looking for her sixteen-year-old daughter, like. <laughs> Right, what was your favourite quote, Liv? We'll get into okay, this Okay, my favourite quote um, was... Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at this because I love this bit. Okay, so um, at the hospital, there is another doctor called Dr. Sadrangani. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, he is in love with Carlisle. I'm oh, sorry, I'll put it right out there. Okay, um, yeah. he's in love with him. Anyway, mm-hmm. um... <laughs> If you're making assumption, I think that would be an accurate one. <laughs> yeah. So he's been telling everyone at the hospital about Carlisle, you know, extolling his virtues, blah, blah, blah. And then there was one bit that I thought was genuinely hilariously funny. I heard the surprise he voiced at Carlisle's unchanged appearance and his silent suspicions that, despite Carlisle's claims that the cool, humid air of the Pacific Northwest was a natural <laughs> fountain of youth, that Carlisle had been experimenting in plastics. Ha! I love that one. I also love, like, it would be so much easier for him if he just said, yeah, I've done plastic yeah. surgery. Yeah, I've done plastic <laughs> surgery. I've, I've been, you know, doing experimental facial peels. I don't even know. But but I think that's a point of pride with the vampires. Like, they'd never say that they had plastic surgery. Mm. Like, I just think they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Dr. Sadrangani does spend a lot of this chapter basically being like, have you met Dr. Carlisle Cullen? He's the best doctor in the entire world. He's amazing, <laughs> amazing. and so beautiful. And all the and nurses so are handsome. like, where's that hot doctor and his idiot son? Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not hot doctor. It's pretty sorry. doctor. Oh, I, ooh, think that's I like that more. Yes. I like pretty. His I pretty like doctor and his idiot imbecile son. With his stupid, <laughs> stupid son. Why is he still here? Go home, stupid son. Other than like Rene, like who's like meeting her daughter's boyfriend, the nurses just yeah. aren't very charmed by they Edward. Just they're don't like, care. they're like, oh, I'm sad that his girlfriend is her and he seems nice, so I'll just let them hang out in the room together. Like that's yeah. fine. But none of they them just... are like. Oh, you're here to dazzle me. What a beautiful my, man. Whereas Carlisle, they're like, mm, hello. And they're like, hello. Carlisle walks in the room, mm. like, all the Edward lust is off the table. These they're adults like, are cares? ready for Carlisle and not this human boy child. My personal favour is this um, older nurse. Um, yes. When is it Gloria? Ed- yeah, it's Gloria. Mm. When Renee arrives and Edward is like, no, I must still stay in this uh, hospital room or I'm going to literally die. And Gloria just turns to him and is like, you know... 
<laughs> I can't remember Renee's last name. Renee has had a really long flight, mm-hmm. uh, so she'll probably need the recliner more than you. And he's like, oh no, it's fine, I don't mind standing. And I'm just like, hell yeah, Gloria, call him out. Like, you know what I imagine him as? I don't know. Like, uh-huh. if, you're, if you're fluent in Gen Z emojis, um, you yes. know how they, like, <laughs> they also me included, just use the yep. emoji of like the woman like standing or the man like standing yes. and they look really like awkward. Mm. I use it a lot. Yeah. That's exactly I'm how I imagine him. Like you'd like slump against sure. the window. You'd like, I don't know. I don't know if it's weird. You'd, I'm very happy to sit on the floor literally anywhere. I know oh, like, yeah. people are bothered about it, but like I'll be on, at a train station and sit on the floor. Like I'm really I love bothered. This. Like, Katie and I are very free when we are together sitting on the floor. Yeah. Just a... I just, I'm going to wash also, my clothes. Like... <laughs> Yeah, also, like, I think the thing is, is that, like, I find it, I mean, obviously, Renee does ask him to say, but I find it really odd that he can't just leave this woman alone with her daughter for, like, five minutes. Like, (laughs) come on. Just go get, like, I don't know, some toast or something. No, he does, in the end, to be fair, he goes down to the chapel. Um, yeah, he, yeah, but he only does that because he wants to go and rewatch the. Um... You know what? This brings us nicely into a chapter yeah. summary. Let's, yeah, let's do a chapter summary that. now. <laughs> so we open in the hospital. Alice hasn't done all her errands from the last chapter yet because, as no. you know, they were all future vision ones. Um, so they she's were. that's happening simultaneously. She's going and like throwing blood down the stairs and <laughs> clearing up. <laughs> that's so odd. Would they not be like okay? But the girl that. She's already in the hospital. Why is why is that? I mean, a crime I, they're hoping that no one puts it together, which is why she like gets him to like the not him. He she gets the like the what's her name? What would would you call it a secretary? The person that like runs the hotel at the front desk, the front desk hotel lady. She tells her that a her clock's wrong. Yeah, receptionist. That's what I mean. Oh uh, yeah. Um, like she tells her to like reset her clock and all of that. So Alice, I think at this point, uh, we where we'd probably be is she's probably done the crime scene, um. And she's probably shopping. I would say that she's shopping. That's yeah. probably oh where we are. We're out of the exact crisis thing. She's at the gap. Yeah, because they'd like they'd done. She, he was like, she's not finished her chores yet. But no. you have to assume that the main things, yeah, are like the clearing the up the crime scene and like, you know, the throwing the blood down the stairs because she has to come into yeah. the hospital and leave. It's been a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. she's probably shopping right now, and because that's the last thing on her agenda, kind of. So. Yeah. That's where Alice is. Edward is standing over Bella in the hospital room. She is not well. Um, to be fair, at least she's not she's like instantly okay. fine. She's yeah, she's fine, but she's like in an induced not coma, but yeah. like she's out um, yeah, for like three days. They give her blood, and like after they give her blood, Carla like visibly relaxes and like, hey, I can go diagnose all of your unsolved cases. Let me just go <laughs> smell your patients. I'll be there in a Hang minute. Hang on. Oh, <laughs> speaking of smelling oh, patients, gosh. can we talk about? How um, her new blood is altering her oh. scent to Edward. <laughs> he gets so mad about he it. It's so, so weird. I found that incredibly odd. I was like, dude, he's like, oh, it's the imposter blood. And I was like, can you just. The imposter blood. And it's like, that has saved her life, sir. Let me read you the, the bit. It oh. says. The new blood pulsing through Bella's body altered her scent in a way I should have anticipated, but it took me by surprise. While I was aware of the significant lessening of my first pain, I didn't enjoy the change. This strange blood seemed like an interloper alien. It wasn't part of her, and I resented the intrusion. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> it hey, says it would like geez. it would sort itself out after a couple of weeks. I'm like, okay, yeah. how many blood transfusions have you done, Cranky Moses? I guess many, because, you know, yeah. he did go to med school or whatever. I doubt he was around my... blood in med oh, yeah. school, though. He's such a baby. <laughs> I would just like to say that um, I highlighted the word first pain 
Mm. Because I'm not being funny. First pain sounds like a really fun, cool new way to say blue balls. <laughs> Very good. I really enjoyed interloper, comma, alien. Just like, oh, I don't yeah. want to make another like sentence clause about the alien, so I'll just put interloper, comma, alien. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Edward. Show us that you know how to use a thesaurus. Good babes. <laughs> Well, listen, one of my favourite things in this chapter is we once again, he just says, the pomegranate seeds and the underworld. And the underworld. They didn't go into like, and Hades and Persephone, as they've done six times in this book. Like, I love a motif. Like, I'm an English student, baby. I've like done a degree in it. I love a motif. But like every time, like being like, the pomegranate's in the underworld with Hades and she was Persephone and I was stealing her spring. Like, Okay, we don't need yeah. every part of the metaphor every time. <laughs> but we, we dialed back, we only had two. I just two. mean, like, you know, because this chapter, this chapter where they contact both Bella's parents, um, mm-hmm. so you could do, like, a much better motif of being like, they were Demeter, and I was Hades, and I was hurting them, or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, pomegranates! Like, yeah. Alright. I even think, like, a still, a still, like, lazy metaphor way to do it, but, like, fine is just to say another pomegranate seed every time something goes wrong and it's like okay like lazy but i understand instead of being like another pomegranate seed from my persephone who was persephone to my hades in my underworld hades in my underworld yeah (laughs) i mean especially since the whole another pomegranate seed isn't accurate if things are going wrong it just means the pomegranate seeds are seeds are supposed to be like attractive reasons why bella should be with edward yeah (laughs) <laughs> a pomegranate seed won't be falling through a window. Well, I mean, I know she doesn't actually fall through a window. Anyway, mm. so she has a blood transfusion. They yeah. call Charlie. Mm-hmm. Carlisle has the conversation purposefully near Edward so he can hear everything that they're both saying, which I find incredibly creepy. Charlie isn't nearly as suspicious as I'd personally be. No, right? This conversation. Like, he's just like, well, I would come, but I have a court case that I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah that is- like, that is important, but uh, I feel but like I would like my fair. father to come if I fell down mm. through a window and was dying. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- to be fair, they do underplay it, don't Yeah, they, they do. Well, the thing is, with also, he says, I'll send Rene, she'll be there soon. I'm sure Bella wants that more anyway. So, like, that's I'm true. Like, oh. Yeah. He's like, sad. you know, because their last conversation was real bad, and he's like, oh, she's really injured. I don't want to be like making her more hurt anyway yeah um i find it creepy that carlisle personally purposefully has that conversation near edward so he can you know i really liked that conversation though like i like i like the dads being dads chat i enjoyed it and i like when they (laughs) being like oh kids these days yeah and he was like don't you think it's like a bit intense like do (laughs) they talk about them like parents do talk which was nice yeah like, obviously, like, yeah. Stephanie Maya is, like, closer to that age range and knows how they talk more She's than she knows how teens work. Um, but uh, it was nice to just see them being like, well, I got this much out of Bella. How much did you get out of your one? Like, because I've heard Ramon talk so about much. me, like, to, like, friends like that. That um, one, your thinking, one. Yeah. Like, what did you get out of them? Like, did you piece it together? And then they're like, um, well, don't yeah. you think it's a bit intense? And Carlisle's like, oh, do you remember being 17? And <laughs> Charlie's like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I like oh, it. I, I like they're playing off that it's like intense, but in like a high school way, not like intensive in like a life or death way, which is not yeah. correct. But like, no. it's, it's a fun chat, and I enjoy but it's it. It's nice. It's yeah. nice. Um, then Renee arrives. Mm-hmm. Queen Renee. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's there. She immediately is like, ah, predator, when she's yes. Edward. Um, which I why like, are your hands um, so cold? <laughs> ugh, gross. 
Also, Edward like reaches out to shake her hand, and I'm like, well, that's a rookie mistake at this yeah, point. Like, that's freaking stupid of you, Edward. Why would you actually do that, you dumbass? Anyway. Yeah. I'm really not a handshakey person. I always find it weird. I like hugs. Yeah, I've just never... It just feels very formal. I remember in Freshers Week... Do you, do Americans have Freshers Week, or do they call it... Uh, I think it's... Oh, they do have Freshers Week, but it's called... Orientation, I think. Yeah. Well, for, uh, I guess because Americans can't drink in there. Well, they... They yeah. do, I assume, but like you're no, not supposed mm. to drink when you're 18. But when we're 18, we don't endorse like... underage drinking. No, but in our in our country, in the UK, it's yeah. age drinking. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's age. Oh drinking. yeah, no, I mean for us, I meant like in the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like you just Any know that, that happens. <laughs> anyway, in Freshers Week, I was like queuing to get in a club, and I was like, because in Freshers Week you chat to everyone and you like try and yeah, yeah, and everyone's yeah. desperate to talk to everyone. And I just talked to these randoms, and they all like shook my hand. I was I like, so this odd. is weird. And I don't know if it's because I'm northern and they're like, posh doesn't Yeah, I think it's just um, like a, a weird southern thing. <laughs> more of a weird southern thing. Because it'd be a like, you'd, you'd be in a club and someone would be trying to shake your hand and I'm like, babes. like They'd no, be like, hi, I'm James. James. And you were like, hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, do you want to talk to me about stocks? Like, like hello. Oh, don't, because I can almost guarantee that a lad has tried to chat. No, a lad has tried to chat to me about Bitcoin in um, a club yeah. before. I used to pretend my name was care. different in like clubs and like my favorite was areas. Scarlet. Oh my, my god, Scarlet! Who was super rich. My name's Scarlet now, and I was just like, hell yeah, I love you. This is amazing. I have this super tacky. I love tacky fashion. That's not me being derogatory. I love tacky fashion. I have this really <gasps> tacky like gold bar bag I that says like that solid bag. gold on it. I was telling everyone it was Balenciaga. And it was like oh my god. Three, it was like maybe thirty pounds. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. Oh, oh my if God. you can't have a fun time with strangers, no. then can you? Anyway, I'm completely oh. off my point. We're, we were on shaking hands. Anyway, anyway he meets shaking Renee. Hands. Yeah. Odd. But then yeah. I think, I mean, I think I'd find it even weirder if I was like, hello, daughter's boyfriend that she never mentioned to me, and now she's lying unconscious in a hospital bed, and you are somehow involved. I would not want him to hug me. No, that's true. Like, I got, right, I'm not being funny. If I was. Bella's mum meeting Edward for the first time. I get such rancid vibes from him from all of his oh, little answers. I see you're watching over my dying daughter. Um, I heard you had yeah. an argument, and then this happened, and then this mm-hmm. happened. Also, hmm. right, we'll we'll get on to we'll get on to all the many reasons why I would be concerned as a parent later. However, yeah. they have a chat. Um, Renee is basically like, ooh, he's kind of intense. She also, it's quite funny, she thinks that he's like a ladies' man, which I find genuinely hilarious because Edward is a massive virgin. 100 year old um, virgin, Edward Cullen. Yeah, and we love and, that uh, for him, but like, it's funny we love that, that he for him. But line. it's funny that she's like, oh my god, he's clearly had so many girlfriends, and I'm like, yeah. this man, he has not. <laughs> I love that she also like does not think they're serious. She's like, oh, I hope no. he doesn't hurt her, but eh, heartbreak's good for you. <laughs> She even says, like, you know, you live and learn, heartbreak happens. And yeah. uh, God bless her. She even says at one point, she's like, they're talking and she's like, I'm really sorry um, running away to protect the person you love. That's such a me move. And I'm really sorry that I taught her that. Because yeah. by doing this action, Bella has really messed up her parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's not meant to, but she has. Oh, Let's she's. Bring she's, up the trauma of your yeah. divorce. <laughs> yeah, she's just like basically just taken like the snow globe of their lives and just been like just shaking it <laughs> all up um, that was a really weird metaphor but it's the only one I could think of um, <laughs> but yeah so and then I was like oh my god no don't even feel bad about it like she'd probably be really sad if, if you felt bad about it and then meanwhile he's like thinking in his head like yes you did disrupt her entire life how could you <laughs> he basically implies as well like 
oh, like, yeah. it was my fault because I was getting intense. And I'm like, well, you, a little yeah. bit. Like, well, I know yeah. that's not what yeah. actually happened, but, like, if they had but had an argument. Kind of, and yes. she, he was like, we've been together for a few weeks. Stay with me forever. Yeah, you are getting a bit intense, yeah. Mr. Sir. Dial it back. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, yeah, it is technically Edward's fault that she had to go on the run. Like, yes. You know, it's like the the whole vampire world fault, like not specifically Edward. Yeah, no, not like, not specifically Edward, but I mean, like if we're if we're doing a circle of blame, we could just draw a big circle over vampires. Yeah, and also to be fair, like Edward is choosing to bring this like vulnerable human girl into his life, and he does not at the moment have any intention to change her to make her not no. all super Mm-mm. squishy and vulnerable. So it is a risk, and it is a risk to even, like, bring her home to the family, you know? Yeah. Like, and he keeps being like, and that's, like, his whole thing. That's why he leaves in New Moon, so that's mm-hmm. not really a criticism of him, because, like, he does address yeah. that by being like, I will leave now. I'll leave. He's to like, save you from You us. really taught me something from our last trip together. Yeah. I'm well, going to leave you we now. We see that in um, the end of this book, which is quite exciting, but we'll get there. Anyway. Oh, my God. Um, I will say, what makes me really laugh is that Renee is like, it's really sweet. So they're like having a very bland conversation, and then she suddenly turns to him and is like, "Don't hurt my baby." And he's like, "Oh god." <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he like, gets really intense. He's I like, promise. I have no intention. I, would I have never no intention of hurting Bella. I'd never do anything to her. And I'm like, "Ha ha, good joke, mate." Yeah. Good also, he's so in- intense about it. Like, Reddy is obviously being like mum serious, but not like yeah, mum serious. But like, and I'm like, sure your parents have dare like you said imply. stuff like that to partners before and being like, haha, don't hurt her. And you're like, haha, I won't. No, no, no. my mum and dad are the complete opposite. They're like, oh my god, you poor thing. You've chosen to date this. <laughs> no, your dad did that to me when we were in the car. <laughs> I know. He's like, oh my god, I can't believe you've decided to be friends with my daughter. And I'm no, he like, did it about your, your boyfriend at the time. Um, oh my went, god, um, I remember <laughs> this. Nice? Like, and I was like, yeah, and he was like, yeah, are they like good together? And I was like, oh yeah, boyfriend's name is lovely. And he went, oh, it's not him I'm worried about. That's so freaking mean. What the hell, dad? <laughs> I love your dad. It's my dad just going out and interrogating all my friends. And be like, oh, is Liv a toxic partner? I just think she would be. Your dad was like, I did make a Scorpio, and that's my bad. Oh, he made three Scorpios. He made oh, three. Cursed energy. How dare you? Wait, what's my brother, actually? I think he's an Aries. Oh my God, Wait, I gotta look this up. I gotta Nasty. look up the Ranton. So, um, yeah, so my my brother and my dad are both Arieses. Oh. Me and all my sisters are Scorpios and my mum is a Virgo. Wow, you really <gasps> hit the trifecta on my least favourite side. I love your family so much. You're my least <laughs> favourite side. in this house. Absolutely rancid. I was in a Gemini <laughs> Pisces household growing up, which was intense. But, oh, you have rancid vibes. <laughs> what I will say, though, is for all of us Scorpios, because, uh, fun fact, I'm a triplet and we were C-section, so all our birth charts are actually the same. Mm-hmm. Do you have the exact, like, minutes that you were removed? Yeah. Like, because they might be slightly different in, like, your moons okay, and so stuff. Okay, so Katie, no, not Katie, so Hattie and Tash were removed within 50 seconds of each other, okay. and then I'm three minutes later, so ah, don't so believe. you might have, that might be why you're Wait. the worst one. I'm joking, I'm very much joking. <laughs> I know you hate that joke, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> right, so a list of people that hate me. My dad, Katie. Mm-hmm. No, no, but we are, and as far as I I know, unless that three minutes changes anything drastic, um, sometimes they can. Are... Sometimes that can fully change, like your mood. Oh my god! I guess I'll 
I guess I'll have to look up Heidi, Heidi and Tasha's birth charts, but mm-hmm. for now, we are uh, Scorpio's sun, but Leo, Ascendant, and Moon, because it's mm-hmm. like, ooh, no masks in this household, we are just fully who we are, which you is- You can't mask when you're around that many people all the time. Oh, God. <laughs> I, you know how people are like, oh my God, I like have so many different personalities, I'm physically incapable of doing that, I'm just one person to just con- You've just constantly been perceived by so many people I, your yeah, whole life. Just, I just, I don't, I can't, I can't, I just like, can't lie, mm-hmm. because if you tried lying around five different one people- One of them will sniff you out. Knows. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't lie. <laughs> Oh, that's a fun setup for like a weird Disney yeah. movie. Anyway, <laughs> back to Renee and Edward right. in the hospital. So <laughs> back to Renee and Edward. Um, um, she's like, "Don't hurt my baby." He's like, "Oh my god, I won't." And then he's like, "There's one final conversation I must have." Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and then he goes up to Alice, and she mind speaks at him because they're not. Can you imagine being in a hospital, walking past like a really weird looking brother and sister, and he's just speaking at her, and she's saying yeah. nothing. But staring yeah. at him. Cookie. Like, <laughs> that was so creepy. Poor Gloria, but she witnessed that and was <laughs> oh like, God. not today. She's like, actually. I've done a long I'm, shift. I'm, <laughs> she's like, I've done a long shift. I'm not dealing whatever this is. So Alice is like, hey, so I took the um, the snuff film that that vampire was trying yeah. to make of your girlfriend and, and she um, yeah she tries to convince edward I, I like you not to yeah watch 300 it. times she said she like ran the scenario through and every time he was like i basically got the film. in every simulation yeah, but she she does say she work. went through it 300 times um so i don't blame yeah, her for like fair doing it because like she saw the other outcomes but yeah so then edward goes on a feelings walk um and yes. then he goes to get right with christ <laughs> They just get right with Christ. Um, but just so you know, vampires don't have Jesus. They don't have God. But humans do. Because we're going real weird with religious theory this chapter. Yeah, right? We'll get we'll get into it. But I would like you to read... I would like to read like the whole end of the yeah. like, we'll last couple pages out. But we'll get there when we get right there. Basically, he goes and he watches the video... And he can, yeah, he, and then he he goes to a chapel um, to watch the video, which is yeah. not super intentional. He's not he like, and I went to look at God. He like is like, oh, it's quiet in there, away from people, so I can watch my snuff film. No one girlfriend. else is getting right with Christ. I will be alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Right, we're gonna call this chapter twenty-eight. Please right do. Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> but um, he so he goes to the chapel. Um, to watch his snuff film with his girlfriend and then he like confronts the pain that she's been through and we won't get super graphic but it's not very nice um there is one description which i would like to point out um <laughs> which was her hand drops into the lake of blood with a quiet splash <laughs> again i really don't think we i don't think we know how much blood is in no, this room we won't get into I it just... like but it's indeterminate especially amount. because she stabilized basically immediately as soon as they did a blood transfusion she can't have and at this point, she just hit her no, head. No, I don't just. understand. Did he go to Party City beforehand and get a load of fake blood to just add to the atmosphere? No, because he does it by accident. He doesn't mean to kill her then. He, like, means oh to drag it out more. So James is just an idiot anyway. And, like, yeah, because he says, like, um, I saw his mistake in the kick and then she, like, fell and he didn't want it to end this click or whatever. Which is yeah. funny. Um... um and then Edward prays. And he crushed, like, and he cr- but he crushes a bottle cap as well. 
Yeah, oh, so yeah, he prays and then he crushes the... And he oh, crushes I can't the camera because he watches yeah. the whole film and then he's like, time for you to die and crushes it into dust, which is terrifying. Yeah, and then he crushes the bottle cap, which is he says is like his talisman, fella. It's from... It's like the yeah, Coke, it's a Coke top, bottle right? top. Not very Mormon of we her. We looked Actually, this no, up last week, Katie. We looked this up, my bad. Yes, I know, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so he crushes the bottle cap... Um, and there's like, I deserve nothing of her. So we're kind of seeing mm-hmm. the start of what happens in New yeah. Moon here. Um, he's like, oh no, I need to leave yeah. her alone. This girl is squishy and she will die. Yeah. <laughs> so that happens. And then he prays. Um, would you like to segue right into the religion? Let's segue right into the religion, have... right. So I, this is odd, right? The... Yes. Would you like me to read some of it out? Because I think it's important if you haven't. Because I know some of you are reading the book along with us. Some of you read it a long time ago. Some of you haven't read it at all. Um, So I'll just read bits and pieces of it. Um, So I didn't pray to my God. I'd always instinctively known there was no deity for my Cain. It made no sense for immortals to have a God. We had taken ourselves out of any God's power. And then he goes on about how like earthquakes can't touch him, etc. And he's immortal. Um, Yeah. That, there's like a bit about that. I don't need to read everything about an earthquake. Uh, there was no God I belonged to. No one for me to supplicate. Carlyle had different ideas. And maybe, just maybe, an exception could be made for someone like him. But I wasn't like him. I was stained like the rest of our kind. Instead, I prayed to her God. Because if there was some higher benevolent power in her universe, then surely, surely, he or she or it would have to be concerned about the bravest and kindest daughter. If not, there was really no purpose to any such entity. I had to believe that she mattered to that distant God, if one existed at all. So I prayed to her God for strength and I would need it. I knew I wasn't strong enough by myself. The power would have to come from the outside. With perfect clarity, I recalled Alice's visions of Bella abandoned, her bleak, shadowed, empty, hollow face, her pain and her nightmares. I'd never been able to imagine my resolve not breaking, not caving to the knowledge of her grief. I couldn't imagine it now, but I would have to do it. I would have to learn the strength. I prayed to her God with all the anguish of my damned lost soul that he, she or it would help me protect Bella from myself. Ooh! Some spicy religion. Also, babes, babes, just yeah. say they. No, just three pronouns, they. not one. <laughs> to be fair, it's kind of like a fun move. I think. I think it's always like a quirky yeah, move when people call God like she. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's fun. fun. I think it's also like a we're breaking from like traditional doctrine, which is fun for a Twilight book. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of religious stuff in this book, and like. As far as I know, it's not super okay to doubt God like that in Mormonism. Okay. It's like a fun and spicy take. Yeah. And it's like, I know it's not a Mormon novel, but like Stephanie Meyer is a Mormon. Mm-hmm. And like, she is like a practicing Mormon. Yeah. Like she doesn't drink or smoke or anything. Mm-hmm. Like definitely a practicing Mormon. Uh, but to like gently include like doubt of God. Yeah. And like the, the implication that God could be he or she mm-hmm. or it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of yeah, cool. It's pretty like, cool. Like, for what we've seen in like other parts of Twilight, yeah. Year, it's like I know it's nothing revolutionary. I'm not pretending it is. It's just cool to see. Yes, I think it's cool. Yeah, same. especially like to see Edward having a crisis of faith. Yeah. Um, I will say I think it's very odd. Like I, I think that the the um approach to vampires, vampire theology, I find really odd because. Edward's argument is that vampires are separate from religion and God and stuff. Yes. 
just yeah. because they're immortal. Like, However, vampires can die. That's literally proven. It's way more difficult for them to die, but they can still die. So I'm like, yeah. okay, is that really being separate? And he's like, oh, I just oh, I yeah. can't ever go to heaven. And he's like, only someone who's really, 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 really good, like Carlisle, may have a chance. Because even Carlisle actually still has faith, which I think is very interesting, and I would love to hear more about that. Yeah. But Me too. on that hand, I'm like, I just... I get that Edward has this whole thing that he's a monster and blah, blah, blah. And, like, that's the reason why he can't mm-hmm. go to heaven. But his whole idea of, like, how his soul is, like, destroyed now and, like, he can never go to heaven because he's immortal. Mm-hmm. But he can, he can, firstly, he can definitely still die, mostly because we know this because he does try to get himself killed at one point. Yeah. So the concept of death is still very much a thing. And also, I, I just think that, like, isn't it, like, wouldn't it be an even longer test of faith to make someone immortal and then be like, go be a good person for the rest of your very incredibly long life? Like, that's a test and a yeah. half. Like, being a good person mm-hmm. for hundreds and hundreds of years when you know that you can get anything you want and, like, you know, you have the power to get away with anything you want, that's a big mm-hmm. test of faith, you know? Who knows? Mm. Definitely. It's, it's kind of implied, like, it's not definite, but it's kind of implied with stuff with the Voltori and stuff. That vampires have a pretty good idea of what happens after you die, like yeah. for humans, and that they're excluded from that. And it's like the Voltorian stuff don't think that they're like, well, I don't know, but it's not implied that they think they're like these evil monsters. They're like, and we're vampires, and this is what we do. Yeah. Like, it's kind of implied with some of like the Voltorian stuff, especially in um, New Moon and stuff, and in Twilight as well, where they like talk about is it in the Romeo and Juliet and class scene and yeah. she's talking about the Volturi yeah. and hell and stuff and they like talk with like authority and like Edward talks to authority like oh and we can't we don't have souls anymore and that's like a big thing for him is like not having like a soul and like um Rosalie not having like a soul is like a big thing and like otherwise they would all just kill themselves and like fast track to heaven like which is bad but it's kind of implied that but that's I'm also what they like do. right here's my thing how do they know how do they know that? And also... That's the thing. I know, it's just implied, but not. it never gives any I reason. I think telling your little group of vampire cultists, oh, don't worry, no matter what evil you commit, it doesn't matter because you don't have a soul anymore. I think that's a very good control technique. Oh, for sure. Let's do a podcast on how the Volturi use cult techniques. Yeah, I'm just I'm just putting out there that just it's very convenient that you want to have a little cult of creepy vampire people and you just want to commit atrocities on the daily. Um, mm-hmm. And you've just very conveniently told everyone that they don't have a soul anyway and so it doesn't matter. So yeah. I just think it's interesting. Michael Sheen with your little cult. Sorry. <laughs> let's get Michael Sheen oh, on the podcast let's get Michael. you know what I think he'd do it I think if we managed to find a decent contact for him I reckon he'd I be on a podcast that. he couldn't stop talking about being Arrow when he went on my dad <laughs> guys we need you to blow us yeah, up blow so us that up we can so look we can... like really popular yes. we can be invited to Comic Con and then yeah. we'll make connections we can talk to Michael Sheen so, there's so many Twilight podcasts that got SMA on I know it's so fun I don't know if she'd want to be on ours though she'd be like why do you guys keep being mean about Edward and I'd be like I'm so sorry no, we we come from such a place of love, but yeah. I think if you listen to an isolated episode, you'd be like, oh, they, they don't they like don't him. Like... And I'm like, no, I love them so much. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, I just, you know, I just want to get to 
you know, breaking Dawn Edward, where he's a family man and he's on his honeymoon and he's happy for the yeah. first time in so many years, yeah. you know? Like, I just want to get to that where he's not... Yeah. You know what I actually appreciate? Edward, this chapter himself, says that he's brooding. And I think that's a big step mm-hmm. for him, is admitting his yeah, problem. I think this is a fun Edward yes. chapter, to be honest. Like, I don't hate no. him in this chapter. And you know I'm very critical of Edward in most chapters. Uh, I don't hate him here. I think it's fun. I don't hate him in this chapter. I just wish he was nicer to Rene. Me too. I just love Rene. But I'm like, well, you're in crisis Rene mode. comes in and he's like, wow, she's so much like Bella, but worse. And I'm like, that's a bit. That's so rude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least he's like, he's like outwardly nice and he's just having all these like, Wow, her, her blood smells sweet too, like Bella's, but it's disgustingly sweet. I hate it. Get away from me, Esme. But yucky. yucky. But yucky. yucky. And I'm like, yeah. Edward, that's incredibly cruel to say about your girlfriend's mum. I mean, I know it's in his head. I know he doesn't <laughs> say it out loud. I mean, mostly because that would be a, a hell thing to say out loud. Could you imagine? God. Hmm, you smell weird. You smell really good, like your daughter, but your daughter smells way nicer than you. And there's this, this <laughs> one bit where he just has to sneak in that he bets that Bella and Rene get mistaken for sisters all the time. And I was like, what was that about? Mm. Milf. Oh, wow. <laughs> He said she's a milf, but he I don't did. want to say it. He did. I mean, that is basically what I get from this chapter, is that Renee is a milf and Edward is Absolutely. having a crisis about it. I saw a really good TikTok the mm. other day um, where everyone was like, Bella should have just told her human friends what was up without saying vampire, because then they would have understood. Like, at the beginning, when he's, she's like, oh, why does he keep staring yeah. at you? And like, why is he like obsessed with you? If she was just like, oh, he says really good. smells nice, they'd all be like, yo, what the what hell? The hell? <laughs> I think that would have been. Could you so imagine? Fun. Because like his street cred would have dropped like below zero. Like, there's a fine, fine line between how creepy the Cullens are and how cool they are, and oh, it's just yeah, and it's just hot. the hot. Like That's if she turned line. around and was like, yeah. oh yeah, I mean. Edward tells my, says that my blood's really good and the first time that I met Alice, she looked at me and she gave me a hug and then she went, wow, you do, your blood does smell really good and then she told me we were going to be best friends. <laughs> no friends. Absolutely no friends. Except for Rosalie. She'd be like, oh, well, what about Rosalie? And we're like, oh, well, she looked at me and then dropped a bowl of salad on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> good. I love them. I love my them. tiny weirdo kids. God, I love the Collins and I love Twilight and I'm getting nostalgic because we're coming to the end. Penultimate chapter was this this I know, and then we have yeah. an epilogue which I checked is long enough to oh, do an lovely. episode on. I'm so glad. So we will do we'll do a full chapter yes. on the epilogue and then we can do like a little overall review Ooh. of the book or peeks and pics of the actual book. It'll, It'll be, be fun. Cute. It'll be lovely. Oh but, my god. I'm just gonna I love yeah. these kids. I love these stupid kids. God. I love my idiot vampire children so much. I love my emo, emo son. I love my big puppy son. And I love my other, weirdly other emo son. He has... Oh, <laughs> he's weird, but yeah, he's cool. I love my little daughters. Yeah. God, I love Twilight. God, I love Twilight. I just... Oh, yeah. I think I, I think that's pretty much does it for, like, our summary. Um, yeah, absolutely. Katie? Um, yes? Would you like a Yahoo? Oh, absolutely, Lovely. Yes. Okay, so... Uh... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Now. I'm ready. This was in entertainment and music movies one decade ago, as they always are. Okay. Um, and I would just like to say that this was probably sent in by one of the nurses at that hospital. 
teased about mm. liking Carlisle Cullen, question mark. <laughs> it's kind of obvious that most people love Edward. And, like, everyone at eh, my school loves him. I only think his his cute not to make a hot. And I think Carlisle Cullen is more attractive. But that's my opinion! Sorry, that was all capitals. <laughs> <laughs> and I have Keep to pretend Sorry, to like Edward Cullen or else I'll be teased. I try telling the people that I like whoever I want, but I just want to fit in and not be mocked. Help! Aww. Oh my god. Rip. Oh my god, baby, I was there. You know? you, you Teenage girl. Can I tell you cool. my finding Carlisle Cullen attractive story? Please do. <laughs> so... I was an Edward girl, yes. as you can probably tell from everything mm-hmm. about me. Um, and I was in big Twilight phase for a long time. Year six through to high school, like through year seven, big Twilight phase for me. Had a Team Edward bag. Had everything Twilight. I have, like, all the, like, unofficial biographies in a cupboard somewhere. All sorts. Anyway, yeah. so that's just some context. So I also had um, Twilight Seen It, which is, like, a board game <gasps> DVD game. Yeah. Where you like answer questions like from like it's like you plug a like a DVD in, um, and it was a good time. And we were like, wow, like me and my twihard friends that are playing we were like, wow, this narrator's voice is so hot. And it was Carlisle. Yeah. And then we all decided to have a crush on Carlisle. Well, obviously. I mean, <laughs> you know, in your I don't know if this is just like a like maybe a like a bi baby thing, but I would just decide if I was gonna have crushes on men, and then I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't like actively be mm-hmm. like. Me have a crush on yeah. him. I would be like, Oh, I have decided like, that I will aha, have a crush on him that one. today. Good, that one. It's like when you pick your one in a boy band, oh, and yeah. You're like, yep, that one. Well, I'm a Louis girl. I mean, I had to pick, but I got really well. I mean, you know about my trials and tribulations as a Mike M teen mm-hmm. because our main girl mm-hmm. in our friendship group picked Jared and no one else could like him, so I had to go out with Frank because we're the same height. <laughs> I mean, not that I don't think he's, I mean, <laughs> I, I think he's cute, I think Jared's cute, you know, but hey ho. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear some answers? Because all the answers are so wholesome. We got a Absolutely, we got yeah. a totally wholesome one, guys. Okay, so this is Aww. the top answer, no favorite answer, five rated five stars by the Podge mm-hmm. a decade ago. Oh, Carlisle. Carlisle is supposed to be just as gorgeous as Edward, and he's only supposed to look like he's in his late twenties. There's no reason why you can't like another gorgeous vampire. If people like Jacob, who isn't even part of the Cullen clan, without getting teased, there's no reason why you should be smiley face. <laughs> Go on TwilightTears.com and get a Carlisle fan club shirt and wear it proudly. Ah! Aww. So cute. God, I miss fan clubs. Um, I love this one. <laughs> I love this next one. I'm reading you three. Um, this next one I think is cute. It's a little bit more aggressive, but I still love it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. This is by Lucky Star a decade ago. It's okay to like Carlisle better. He's a very attractive guy. You can tell your foolish friends that while they're all living the make-believe world where any of them actually have a chance with Edward, you're happy knowing that you'll have Carlisle all to yourself with no one fight to fight to get to him. Except maybe Esme, <laughs> winky face. And to be honest, it's... I love that Carlisle's not make-believe, but Edward, Edward is. is. Okay, Carlisle's <laughs> real. Winky face. And to be honest, it's just a book, not real people. It doesn't really matter who likes who, and if your friends are cruel about something so silly, I think you should look for new friends. Maybe you should tell your friends that if that they are hurting you and acting stupid about things that don't matter, and then they'll realise how silly and mean they can be. Um, break up your break friends up your over friends. who you have a crush on in Twilight. Every advice that I read as a teen was always just like, drop those friends. Yeah, every single <laughs> thing is like, 
Like, they don't like what you like, drop those friends. No. It's like, well, don't communicate with them. Just stop being friends with them. Just drop those friends. Okay. Go to the library and sit alone. Mm-hmm. Just be alone. It's better than having people that mildly tease you for things you like. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is the final answer, and I think it's the best one. It's by Jessie Devi, mm-hmm. also a decade ago. Don't be sad. Carlisle is a fox. <laughs> and Very that is good. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve X's on fox. <laughs> oh, good. Excellent. Uh, which I agree. Carlisle Collins Very is often. a fox. Um, oh, 100%. Wow. What a man. Uh, he's also the best one today, yeah. apparently. Actually, we don't know what he's like romantically. He just like found a wife and was like, you're mine Yeah, now. but also <laughs> so much money. I fancied, you fancied me when you were oh, like don't. 12 uh, and now you're my uh, wife. No, don't bring this up. Don't bring <laughs> this up. I just want to think that he would make delicious Italian yeah. food for me and um, buy me nice things. That's what I want to think. Yeah. So, yes. I also can't, nice wrap, I can't wrap my head around the fact that he's supposed to be our age. <laughs> he's an adult adult. Like, no. Oh, no. no. Why would you say I'm that sorry. to me? I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, no. I regress fully when we do this podcast. I'm like, and I'm, I, I'm 16. 16. <laughs> I'm 16 years old. And I love how we I'm do 16 this because Bella's 16. Jobs. We're like, oh, my job is cut. But also, I'm a 16 years old. <laughs> I'm, no. For clarity, that's a bit. We're both 23. Yep. <laughs> I don't want anyone thinking we're like... Oh my god, no, we're not <laughs> minors, don't you? Oh my god, could you imagine? <laughs> if I have this podcast and they talk about, like, drinking all the time and I just found out. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, no, we are definitively not minors. Um, thank you so much. Um, anyway. So Liv, what was your peak and pit for this my chapter? My peak and pit for this chapter. Okay, peak Rene. What a sweetie pie. I love her so mm. much. I really liked yes. her little shovel speech with Edward. Because I think that boy deserves a yes. shovel speech maybe once in a while. Uh, Pitt, mm-hmm. I guess, would be Edward being mean about Rene in his head. Because I think it's uncalled for, really. Mm-hmm. He's like getting bad at Charlie for like not being there for Bella for like her, you know, the first start of her life. But he's really mad at Rene. Like, yeah. And I, I just think I just think it's a bit unfair. I, too, love Charlie. Don't get me wrong. Um... He was not the primary caregiver, and we celebrate him so much because he was nice to her at weekends, as he should be, and I'm sure he would have loved to have more time with her, and the way it worked was probably best for Bella to, like, stay where she was. Yeah, exactly. But the criticism of Renee, when she is the primary caregiver, I'm sure she would have, like, been just as fun if she only had to do weekends on Fridays. Yeah, exactly. You know? You know? Like, that happens a lot in, like... People will blame the parent that's there more because yeah, they're because they have not to as be fun, or they more. get more stressed by parenting. Yeah. yeah, or they have to do parenting yeah. instead of just like, "Hello, I'm your fun dad. I'm here to take you swimming." And like, yeah, <laughs> I think Charlie is really sweet, and he's like, "I made your yes. room purple. It's your favorite color." And like, it is her favorite color and stuff. But like, I mean, bare minimum, really. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good dad. I don't really have any criticism for Charlie. And that's not to say that I don't love Charlie. I do love Charlie a lot, but I think the standards that Edward sets for Renee and Charlie as parents are completely different and they seem a little bit sexist to me because, you know. Yes. It's just like a a primary care thing, I think, as well. Obviously, like, but then again, like, Laura Dan's speech on Marriage Story, like, you're allowed to be a kind of shitty dad. You're not allowed to be a kind of shitty (laughs) mum. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Also, like, Okay, I'm not gonna go any go any further into this topic, but also like, um, most of Bella being at home with Charlie is Bella getting home from school, cooking her and Charlie dinner, 
and like then yeah. doing her homework and waiting for Charlie to get home. It's not like he's the most involved parent. Like no, you know, he's just like a pretty like standard teen parent. Not teen parent, but like parent of a teen. Okay, so that's mine. What are your peaks and pits mm-hmm. this week? I really enjoyed the chapel imagery mm. and like the crisis of faith. Yeah. I thought it was a fun and spicy thing. It's something that we didn't know happened, which you know is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite thing about Midnight Zone is like little insights into scenes mm. that we didn't see before. Yeah. Like building up, build me a word picture. Tell me where we are. And it was fun description. And I like that like the chapel just has like automated music come on. I think that's fun. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Um, my pit, mm, I don't know. I think, like, being a bit mean about Renee, but, like, it wasn't a major thing. I really like this chapter, which is good. I want to end on a high note with this book. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did also like this chapter. And then, you know, I've, I'm kind of sad we're getting to the end now, you know? I know. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, join us next week for chapter 29, Inevitability. It's the last chapter. We are going to do a chapter on the epilogue, because the epilogue is about... 20 pages, if I remember rightly. Ooh, 20, 30 damn. pages. It's a long one. Um, so, yeah, so we will do. So, we've got two major episodes left, but final, like, actual chapter next week. Oh my God. Mm. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on this journey with us. Um, yes. It's so exciting. I would love to know. I'll ask you next week as well, but tell us this week if you remember what your high and low points have been, your ultimate pit, like, peaks and pits for the book. Um, yes yeah messages i've opened our q a on tiktok so if you go on our profile you can mm-hmm. just click q a if you don't want to like direct message us or we'll put up a poll on um yeah we'll put poll. a poll on our insta yeah we'll put that up on insta i'll ask you guys on twitter but not a lot of you yeah. are active on twitter i know that's not where our audience mm. is but yeah Sorry, let guys. us know what your like peaks and hits <laughs> have been and mm. what you'd like us to cover next we have a few ideas we're going to do some we fun do. like vampy media supernatural media all the good mm-hmm. stuff. But with before we like finalise our schedule, we'd love to know what you'd want to hear from us. So we're Midnight yeah. from Pod everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, TikTok, or you can contact us at midnightfrompod at gmail.com. If you want to email us, honestly, let us know anything that you thought about this book, what yeah. you thought about our podcast, any I don't bits know. and bobs. I don't care how unhinged it is, send it yeah. our way. Honestly, send us your like unhinged fan theories. Yeah. Like Peaks and pits. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear peaks and pits because that's a cute little yes. round circle moment. I'd love to hear what you yeah. guys think because we talk at you all the time. <laughs> exactly. Right. I think I think that just about does it today. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. And we'll see you next week for the final chapter. Ah, hey. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Midnight Fun is an independent podcast hosted by two girls with an internet connection. Our intro and outro is A4 Vampire by Summer. Neither Katie nor Liv are associated with Stephanie Meyer or any of her intellectual property. All views expressed are their own. And remember, vampires make terrible boyfriends. <laughs>